0: The Dallas Cowboys struggled in the red zone, and it happened because of many different reasons. Not just one, not just Dak Prescott, not even just Mike McCarthy. We'll get into the details tonight. We'll watch some tape. Here we go. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember to hit the like button for me because every thumbs up puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Let me ask you something that you guys will know from somewhere. This is a quote or a common phrase, a common hello phrase that you know from somebody. How we doing, guys? How how did one night of sleep help you out as Cowboys fans? Let me know in the chat. How are you feeling uh, about 24 hours after the fact, maybe about 26 if you are watching live. Obviously, last night we were all tired, frustrated with the Cowboys loss to the Arizona Cardinals. But I don't know, how did one night of sleep uh, made you feel for those of you that maybe have caught the replay? do you guys feel better about the whole thing? How are you one day later? What's up? to Cardinals opinion says, how is it going, man? We talked to Cardinals opinion on Wednesday night. We were like, man, this cannot be a close game at all. But we were thinking about the Cowboys, right? And it ended up being a pretty, I wouldn't say dominant, but it was a 12-point win after all. So they reversed the spread on the Cowboys. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Anthony, we've got Tesh in the chat. We've got PZ, Russell, Gregory. We've got Toxic Tom in the chat as well. Saying, I feel like this is the same old Cowboys. I'm going to say no to that one. I'm going to say no to that one. Because as frustrating as it was, I still have some level of hope for the Cowboys. In the sense that they did play with the three backup linemen. Right? They did play without Trayvon Diggs for the first time. And I don't even think that the Trevon Diggs injury was even that big of a factor in the game. And maybe we'll talk about that more tomorrow and what Dan Quinn said about it. Because Dan Quinn actually pointed to De'Ron Bland as one of the three positive players from game day. And, and I haven't looked at the defensive tape. I have just watched the offense, all 22, which is what we'll explore tonight. But I did rewatch the game and offensively, offensively speaking man it was confirmation of what we already thought after watching the game live mostly it was red zone things and there's a lot to like from the Cowboys offensive performance overall a lot to dislike as well though Uh, specifically play calling in two specific senses Uh, what happened in the red zone but also early down play calling and we'll talk about it Uh, A little bit later, though. I want to dive right into each of the five red zone trips, which is what we will be doing tonight. The Cowboys went one of five, as you already know, meaning that they scored just one touchdown in the five red zone trips that they had. And that happened in the first one, by the way, which was a Rico Dowdle touchdown pass, uh, touchdown catch. It was his screen pass, and Rico Dowdle punched it in for uh, six points. But... Even in that drive, and and we can start with it right away, even in that drive, the Cowboys were already struggling. And again, the name of this video is they had more than one cause to struggle in the red zone. There was more than one reason why they did. Because people on the internet will try to point one finger towards Dak Prescott, while somebody else says, you know what, it was actually Mike McCarthy. But man, this was a bad game. Overall, and there were so many reasons why the Cowboys struggled in this area. I'll give you an example. Even on that particular play, in in that particular drive where they did score a touchdown, where Terrence still has a false start almost right away. First down in the red zone, false start, and the Cowboys are pushed back five yards. Then you get a shot to Brandon Cooks, It's a shot uh, versus too high coverage. Not a whole lot of going there. He's to the right side. He's one-on-one. I remember watching that live and being like, got to go to Brandon Cooks on that one. They do. They don't connect. Seemed for a split second that maybe Brandon Cooks did have his fit in because he does get the football. He's just not in bounds. But then you get to second and 14, and this is where the Rico Dowdle uh, screen pass happens. And it's a touchdown for Rick Dowdle. I want to play the clip for you guys, but before I do that, let me just read some more of your comments here. Toxic Tom says, Mo, the people blame that one person in a team game are the ones that say it's their boss's fault that they never got promoted. The Lanatic says an NFL team scored seven. Yesterday, but we were a team with backup lineman and a Miami defense. At, oh, MIA defense. Excuse me. And guess what was the first story today on Letter Betworks? Man, of course. Of course. It's going to be. When they scored seven on the Denver Broncos. And honestly, this seems to me like a Rico play more than anything else because I don't think that there's anything special going on other than Rico being awesome. You could say that TJ Voss maybe does a good job making the block, but not even that. Like, he does get to where he needs to get to make the block, but he actually kind of whiffs on the defensive back, which is not necessarily bad because Rico Dowdle is also cutting inside. So Rico Dowdle scores a touchdown, big props to him. Honestly, Mike McCarthy being redeemed after so much controversy where you see Malik Davis killing it in camp and people are hyping up Malik Davis as the number two running back on the Cowboys offense. But McCarthy was always bringing up Rico and Rico and Rico. And even today in the press conference, he was like, hey, man, I really like how Rico runs the football because he does it at a high level. Uh, yeah, I think I had like a weird small uh, Wi-Fi pick right there. Kind of uh, not a pick, but, you know, sometimes it just crashes momentarily. So for those of you who maybe didn't catch the whole uh, play there from Rico Dowdle, I'm going to play it once more. Before we move on into the number two drive in the red zone, which happened until early in the third quarter. And this is a rough one, in my opinion. Because, man, it starts out with a play, and they're not technically in the red zone yet, okay? This is going to be on the 22-yard line, first and 10. And it's maybe not a red zone play, but it's pretty much a red zone play. I want you to look at this one. I'm going to play it uh, twice or, or three times. It's a screen pass for the running back. It's the only route that's being run. And I don't know if that's based off of the defensive coverage. Like if they play us over the top, we're just going to settle down and block. But Dak is running the play action. And look at the receivers on the bottom of your screen. You've got two of them. They're not running routes. I get running a screen pass, like I really do. But even then, it's kind of weird, in my opinion, that you are setting it up that way. Just play action, and you're not even really selling like a deep, deep route. I didn't like that play design at all. Later in that same drive, Jake Ferguson drops the football. Then on third and 12, Dak Prescott is under pressure. He needs to scramble, make something out of nothing. He does and actually moves the chain in that play. Then they run the football on first and 10. TJ Boss gets destroyed on that rep. And by the way, this is something that I was meaning to bring up. I don't think that the Cowboys really suffered pass protection-wise with the three backup linemen, but the run game suffered so much. And it's pretty obvious when you think about it, right? You are missing your left tackle, your center, and your right guard. And the left guard, Tyler Smith, is playing a pretty good game, but it's just not enough to work on the left side. And I do I was surprised by the fact that the Cowboys did run to the left. Quite a bit on this play, but anyways, uh, TJ Vaz gets bitten in this particular drive, and then we get a play that I believe nobody's talking about that much. That I do put on Dak Prescott. People want to talk so much about several plays where they want to put all the blame in Dak Prescott, and sometimes, ironically, they miss the plays where I believe that okay, this is one that I'm putting on Dak Prescott 100, and this is third and eight, second drive of second red zone drive of the game in the third quarter. And the Cardinals are gonna send blitz. In my opinion, and, and they're sending six guys. In my opinion, Dak Prescott needs to fire this football to Brandon Cooks much earlier. And we're gonna look at it right now. They've got four guys in the line of scrimmage, and they fire a linebacker and they fire a defensive back. And to me, Dak takes way too long. To throw this football. There you go. There, those are the six guys that are going to be firing. So Dak's going to know that he's going to be hot right away. And Brandon Cooks is running a slant from the number two slot. In my opinion, that, you know, that's a third step. Dak needs to fire the football. He's looking at Brandon Cooks. It takes just a tiny hitch more for him to actually do it. And we're going to look at the footwork from this angle much better. Look at it. Boom, boom, boom. That's where he should be firing the ball. And maybe it's that sidestep to maybe avoid the pressure. And Dak usually is so good at just accepting the hit and getting rid of the football. But in my opinion, this is one where you want to see more decisiveness from Dak. And I don't see this one being talked about too much. The pass is a little bit inaccurate. Of course, he's being pressured. He's taking that sidestep. But I'm going to show it once more because I do believe Dak needs to do a better job in this situation. And he's usually so good against the blitz, which is why I was a little bit surprised at it. But I don't know. It's that He's hot from there. And he's hot from that side too. He should know that. Uh, I think that is an automatic throw that he needs to make. It doesn't look like much, but I do think the footwork wasn't great in this play. It might be nitpicking, but still, that was a touchdown versus... Blitz versus the Blitz. Uh, So I'm going to put that one on deck. I'm going to put that one on deck, even though people are not going to be talking about it uh, all that much. Now, third red zone drive of the game, ladies and gentlemen. This one was a little bit rough, in my opinion. (laughs) This one really was a little bit rough. Uh, Split zone concept doesn't go nowhere. Uh, Ferguson gets beaten badly on that play. Then the Cowboys run some sort of, I don't know if it was, like an RPO or what it was. I don't think it actually was an RPO. CD Lamp is to the left side of the offense. And I didn't record this one. I'm sorry about that. And I don't know if it's like just a fake to CD Lamp or if Dak really does have the option to target CD Lamp on that one, which he doesn't. And he looks to his left, kind of makes a pump. I don't know if if he's pumping the football or if he's trying to... I'm I'm really not sure what goes down on that play, but he does a pump fake. I'm gonna bet it to pump fake to CD Lamb, then flips his hips and throws the screen pass to Rico Dowdle. Hunter Lipke leading the way as a blocker. Turns out to be a positive play, but I do wonder if CD was an option. Seemed to be open. I don't know if you should have thrown that football with that first read, gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. And then on third and three, and I didn't record this one either by mistake. But on third and three, there's a botched snap. And I know the Cowboys were playing Brock Hoffman, a backup center. But it seems to me from the replay, that 100% can get that football on his hands. And I'm actually hating that I didn't uh, record that one because I also think that was one of the big Dak Prescott plays that no one is talking about. And I like Dak Prescott and I... Don't think that he was the reason why the Cowboys lost on Sunday, not the reason at the very least, but just going through every play and pointing out the most interesting stuff in the botched snap play seems to me like he would have connected with Tony Pollard on that play running through the flat and maybe Pollard walks it into the touch the end zone for a touchdown, so that was one other play where. The Cowboys were a little bit let down by by Dak, but again, it was already third and four or third and three, excuse me, not ideal. A whole lot of other stuff happens in that one, by the way, because they get a holding call. the The whole game needs to go. The whole offense, excuse me, needs to go back ten yards in that butched snap play. Who knows if Dak Prescott doesn't fumble the ball and finds Tony Pollard for the touchdown? maybe the the linemen don't even need to hold the defensive player but they go back and then it's a whole other stuff but anyways I do have one play from that particular red zone drive which I might be nitpicking again I probably am but this is one where Dak tries to scramble to the right tries to throw on the run and it's not really an accurate throw but Maybe if he throws it accurately, it gets picked up by the underneath defender who is already on his face, pretty much. Uh, people have criticized Dak for not running this one. I don't think that was a problem there. But look at CD And let me know, if, t- tell me if I'm crazy in the chat. But CD right there is calling for the flag already. And considering what happens later in the game, I'm not a fan of how CD approached this play either. Because... Seems to me that he's wasting too much time calling for that flag after contact. And I'm not sure that any ref is going to call that. I might be nitpicking again, but seems to me that you want CD to be quicker disengaging from that contact right there with number 34. He's calling for the flag, and then he ends up running the scramble drill. Didn't love it, though. Didn't love the play. I understand that Sometimes they do get the flag and it can change the entire drive. But I would just love to see a little bit more physicality from him trying to find through the defender and maybe get on the scramble drill a little bit earlier. And maybe that way that can avoid the underneath defender and make something happen in that sense. So I'm just going to point that out and maybe not overreact a whole lot. But I wasn't very encouraged with that. Honestly, that was the number three drive ended up being a turnover on downs because that was a fourth down Where what we were seeing actually a few moments from now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you believe it? But I actually, again, ended up not plugging the PZ. Actually, I did, but it fell off. So I'm going to play that clip once more and I'm going to run to get the charger and drop some face palms in the chat if you want for me. so we can get this going. Here we go. I'm going to show the play once more. This is just amateur hour right here in the chat. You can drop the face palms. It's okay in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the third. It it, it actually was not on me. I don't want to sound like Sean Payton here, but... It dropped. I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, we've got, uh, the, the worst thing about it is that Mrs. Moe is in the chat. I, I didn't know that. Now I'm just embarrassed because she's watching me just be bad at my job right now. Justin D says, we need a red zone playbook, a new red zone playbook. Anthony says, I see another 12-5 and record this season. Well, that wouldn't be too bad if we're being totally honest. Most video kicked a field goal in the red zone. (laughs) Yeah, that was James Harden-esque, says Toxic Tom. It gets worse, as you guys know, with CD Lamp later in the game. We saw that like three times, Mo. says Mark Aaron. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the number four drive in the red zone for the Cowboys. Gallup runs a nice line, gets the catch, moves the chains. The Cowboys run the triple option play. I hate it with CD Lamp. So CD kind of motions into the backfield and then he's gonna come back on the orbit. And Dak tries to read the defender. I will give this to the Cardinals. Thomas, the defensive end on that play, does a heck of a nice job changing direction. Because, in my opinion, Dak reads it right. In my opinion, with the two pulling linemen, the defender is crashing into the running back. But he reacts so well to Dak Prescott keeping the football. And in turn, that means that there's nowhere to go, even though he pitches the football to see the lamp. There's just too many Cardinals around. Didn't love the play call, though. I will say that. Then the Cowboys run this third and eighth fade to see the lamp. And man, man, oh man, this was one of the most disappointing plays in the entire game. Brandon Cooks is in motion. CeeDee is isolated to the backside. That is exactly where Dak is going right away. One-on-one, trusting his guy to get the catch. CeeDee is giving up on this play. There is no other way to put it. The ball is there. The ball even bounces off of Clark's helmet, the defensive back, number 13 for the Cardinals. The ball bounces off of his helmet. But what is CeeDee doing? You can catch the football like this. Cannot catch the football with the hands thrown up in the air. Absolutely hate that rep. Because it's not CD getting bit. It's not Dak Prescott misreading the play. It's not Mike McCarthy calling the wrong play. It's CD giving up on the rep. And damn, that frustrates the heck out of me. The ball is well within reach. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. I wouldn't mind if, hey, you know what? Try to get it, didn't get it. Tough play, tough coverage. How is he going to have his hands up like that in the air calling for the flag? It's just unacceptable. I'm pretty surprised this is not even a bigger point of the conversation. I think that the Cowboys loss was so bad that it hasn't been uh, too much of a conversation around this play, but Man, uh, this is actually not the one. Uh, again, I'm just going to play it again. There's one-on-one, no safety help. Dak goes there immediately because he's giving his guy a one-on-one chance at getting the Cowboys. By the way, because the play when when this one happened, it was an eight-point eight, eight point deficit for the Cowboys. CD could have tied it up for Dallas right there. I mean, they would have needed uh, the two-point conversion, but... He could have tied it up for them. And man, that was so frustrating. To give up on the play when you are the alpha, when you are the number one wide receiver. It's, and, and that's the thing. It's not even like this happened with Michael Gallup or with Brandon Cooks. It would have been very frustrating. But being the number one wide receiver of the team and getting a one-on-one look in the end zone, that's what you want. That's the opportunity that you want. And not even going for the football, which again is well within reach, is unacceptable. And then he goes and whines about it in the the sideline and it's like, man, come on. Not what you want. People people talk a big game about attitude when their team loses to a team they're not supposed to. And people want to talk about being overly confident and people want to talk about them overlooking a certain team nine out of 10 times. I think that's a bunch of BS. I think that's just finding any excuse to explain why the other team was better than your favorite team on that given day. But that play, it is 100% attitude. It is 100%. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's just not being in the right mindset when your team needs you the most. That's a good throw from Dak Prescott. There is nothing that you can say about the play calling because that's a one-on-one look on your number one wideout. And ultimately, this play might not go down as a reason why Dallas lost, but it's definitely one of the most unacceptable reps on the entire football game. Watching it in, in all 22 made it all the more frustrating, to be honest with you. Anyways, drive number five. And this is one where you can also be a little bit frustrated at Dak because of the Michael Gallup play. But I'm personally more frustrated at the picking up of the defensive pass interference. But the Cowboys are going to get Michael Gallup isolated and he's going to run a sluggo, which is a slant, which ultimately breaks outside and deep. And he he gets the best of the defensive back, man. Gallup had himself a heck of a game, 92 receiving yards. He could have added this... 18 yard touchdown catch too. Because Dak does a good job reading off that safety right there, the one that I just pointed to. Because Dak is trying to look him off. Does a little bit of a pump fake to the left side. Not really a pump fake. He just flips his hips to the to the play side. Not the play side, the strong side. Passing strength-wise, that's the, the strong side on the left with CV and Brandon Cooks. And the safety. Breaks towards center field. And we'll look at, we'll look at it here uh, briefly. Let's run it again. Michael Gallup on this logo. He's going to get the, be- the best of the cornerback. And Dak is going to look off of the safety. Let's watch it happen once more time. Boom. He's looking at the left side and look at the safety right now. Running to center field as fast as he can because he thinks... Maybe the football is going to Jake Ferguson. But that's separation. That is separation right there from Michael Gallup. They call the flag. Defensive pass interference. And then they pick it up. The reason behind picking it up, even though it wasn't explained, was maybe that it was underthrown a little bit. And I guess it was. I guess when you look at this play, it's not really one that you are going to be, oh, Dak Prescott, had a dime, but it's also an acceptable throw. To be honest with you, you cannot look at this play and be at the end of the game like, "Oh man, Dak was trash" because he didn't connect that football, that that pass. So yeah. Laurie Valeria says peace, right there. Way off. Oh yeah, I, I see why. <laughs> I I thought she was saying goodbye. Lenatic says way off topic mo, but he's mismo, Laurie. Valeria Diego, yeah, that's that's the girl, that's the girl. Joey Bella says, "Lamb for being the number eighty-eight. He can't be soft. The guy's wearing number eighty-eight in his freaking jersey, man." (laughs) I love the Joey Bella, Joey Bella's profile picture. (laughs) You see screen grab of last of last night's (laughs) primetime thumbnail from YouTube. I love that. He needs to catch a damn pass, he says, and get the penalty at the same time with a little stare down afterwards. Yeah, man, that that moment from from CD was rough. But anyways, you kind of put it all together. And today, we looked at penalties from Terrence Steele, full start. We looked at Rico Dowdle being badass. Shout out to him. We looked at Jake Ferguson dropping a football Mike McCarthy running a weird play-action screen pass where there was no other route. Uh, we looked at Dak Prescott not firing the football versus six-man blitz. Uh, Botch snap. CD not fighting through contact in drive number three before the giving up play. And then we saw the triple option call, the fade to CeeDee Lamb where he gives up, this logo to Michael Gallup that Dak really doesn't put in the bucket like you would want him to, but it's also not a terrible throw. A lot of weird stuff. Uh, Conservative play calling, third and longs. The Cowboys themselves are talking about that to the point that Mike McCarthy said, I wish that I was more aggressive on first and second down. Man, how I want that to be more than just words. Mike McCarthy needs to take those words and turn it into action. Because if the Cowboys are going to play this game where they are asking Dak Prescott to play superhero on third and long like they did last year and it was the negative of the Kellen Moore experiment, it's going to be an issue all season long. Because Mike McCarthy was Mike, Mike McCarthy had something interesting to say today. He, he was talking about improving on the red zone. And he said, it's going to be a, an emphasis this week. They're going to work on the red zone extra time. Which is kind of weird to me still. Like, sure, that's what you want them to do, but it's also the regular season of the NFL. You should know what you want to do on the red zone already, in my opinion. But, anyways, he said that. And then he mentioned third and down, third down offense from last year. And he said something along the lines of we started off on the wrong foot in that area last year and then we were fine. So, kind of trying to sell to us the idea that they're going to work on the red zone stuff, so it's going to be fine, just like last year, the third down stuff was fine. But last year, the third down stuff was fine because Dak Prescott bowled out on third down. That shouldn't be the goal of the team to get better on third down. It should be to avoid third down altogether. And that starts with being way much more aggressive on first and second down. So we'll see what the strategy is moving forward. I'm not hitting every single panic button, but you're definitely unhappy with the way that the Cowboys looked inside the 20-yard line and the the way that they handled things on first and second down. You want them to make life easier on everybody, and they're not really doing that. They're not really doing that. For one drive, I think Mike McCarthy showed what he's capable of on – early in the second quarter where he put together that 13-play, 75-yard touchdown series. But other than that, nah. Cardinals held around, and they weren't able to make them pay inside the 20-yard line. Jay Recruiter says, Dan Queen worries me more than Big Mike. And that's a surprising comment to me. And I'm very unhappy with the run defense. Do not get me wrong. But I'm also thinking about it as one of the best defenses in the NFL still. I know that wasn't the case on Sunday. And they got destroyed by the Cardinals' run game. And maybe we'll look at it a little bit more in detail tomorrow. Uh, But in the meantime, I just looked at the offensive stuff. I'm more unhappy about the run defense as well, as Toxic Tom says, about this game. Moving forward, though. I'm much more confident in Dan Queen just because I'm more confident in the talent that he also has at hand, like Michael Parsons. Even without Trayvon Diggs, he's a pretty good secondary. Cowboys last year were one of the best run defenses in EPA per play and uh, success rates. So it's not like they were bottom of the NFL last year and we're trying to see them improve now. Obviously, it's not what you want Cow, you know, you don't want the Cowboys to look like this defending the run, but still, he did get out coached. I will agree to that, as Justin D says right here in the chat. But moving forward, nah, I would be more concerned about McCarthy because McCarthy, we don't know much about yet. And Dan Quinn has been dominating since he got to Dallas two years ago. So I'm gonna give him a pass. Right? In my opinion, I'm I'm gonna give him a pass. Because he stopped the run before. He he did stop the 49ers defense, guys, in the playoffs, even though we are frustrated about that playoff loss still. Cowboys did have a pretty solid defensive game. The offense just wasn't up for the challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave you with a somewhat of a discouraging update for the offensive line. Stephen Jones was on the radio today on 105.3 The Fan, and the words that he used were, There is absolutely not a chance that they can be sure that their three starting offensive linemen that missed the game on Sunday are going to be back for week four. So they're not ruling it out and they'll wait until Wednesday, obviously, for the first injury report for us to know what will happen with Tyler Viadish and what will happen with Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. But. He did use week-to-week, which was a little bit discouraging to me. And he did say that they absolutely cannot be sure that all of them are going to be ready to go next Sunday. Now, what do the facts tell us? The facts tell us that both Vyadish and Martin were Saturday decisions, and the Tyrants made was a Sunday decision. This is something that Mike McCarthy confirmed after the game last night. He did say... They didn't know if Tyron would go until Sunday. So they knew about Viadish and Martin before getting on the play on Saturday and traveling to Arizona. They didn't know about Tyron though. So that to me and him being a game time decision would suggest that he should be ready to go by next Sunday. And I'm going to say the same about Zach Martin and Tyler Viadish. But then with Viadish, it is a ham. It is a hamstring. So... It's, a, it's one of those where you want to be super careful. And it happened on Thursday during practice, the same practice that Trayvon Diggs suffered a season-ending injury in. Not that confident about the offensive line status going into week four when you're going to play a pretty solid defense in the New England Patriots. Because maybe they don't rank in the top five right now in EPA and success rate, but I, I bet they will at the end of the season. This is the same defense that held the Miami Dolphins to 17 points one week before they went and dropped 70 on the, on the Broncos. And I know that not all points were offensive points, but still. Pretty, pretty uh, concerning situation right now. Alnatic with an important question here. If 77 cannot go again, do we move 73 to left tackle and move Idoga to left guard. Because Edoga had a rough game. I hope so. I, I hope that it doesn't come to that. But I would be intrigued to see Ty- Tyler at left tackle. If, if Tyron cannot go. But it sounds like he's going to be ready. Like if you look at it objectively. And he was a game time decision. He's probably going next week. Joey Vela says. Mauricio did Juan J. Not play defense. Because of Donovan Wilson. I would assume so. I mean, you had Kears, Hooker, and Wilson. Those are the guys that you want on the field. Uh, you're not going to get four safeties on the field. The, the snaps that it happened in week one was where Marquise Bell was playing linebacker. And he's a safety, but he was a linebacker in those instances. So, yeah, I think that as long as the three safeties are healthy, we're not going to see Juan Jay play. And by the way, speaking of Juan Jay, that guy was not offsides at all in that field goal attempt that they called him offsides. He was not offsides, man. So, let's just put that out there. It wasn't the w- reason why the Cowboys lost at all, but I just think it's it's fair for Juan J for us to all be in agreement that he was not offsides. During the replay live uh, on the game, when they showed the replay I was like, "Where was this offsides?" But now watching the old 22 and watching it a little bit closely, I think what does the trick for the ref is that the hand drops. So he's trying to time the snap and his hand drops and he leans forward a little bit trying to time the snap pretty well. And maybe the the fact that the hand drops is what leads to the official throwing the flag in the first place. But the hand drops inches behind the hands of the defensive lineman, So it was kind of weird Defense held the Cardinals to a field goal. So you might say it wasn't that big of a deal because the Cardinals still scored three, but it was like 30 seconds off of the clock. Take an average of six seconds per play. Those are five five fewer plays that the Cowboys had on their two-minute drill to account for. And the play calling changes based on that. We all know that that is the case. Again, not going to say that Cowboys lost because of the refs or anything like that. But it was a questionable play call. And with questionable, I mean, heck no. There was no question that Juan J. Thomas was not offsides. Ladies and gentlemen, some frustration, some leftover frustration from what happened on Sunday with the Cowboys. But I'm glad we are breaking it down into little pieces right now. And then tomorrow night, we're going to talk more about the defensive side. But... Not not a great week at all for the Cowboys, and they gotta pick it back up ahead of week four against the New England Patriots, who are right now interrogating, as Brian Schottenheimer put it today. They are interrogating Will Greer and the same for Ezekiel Elliott. They are gonna want to get all of those cowboys offensive details. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Do me a favor and hit the like button for me. And I'll see you el día de mañana. 8. de la noche. Muchísimas gracias. Bye bye.